You're listening to the Moon Griffon Show podcast on KPEL965.com. The Fox Business Report is brought to you by Gulf Coast Bank, your local community bank. Whether your financial needs are for an individual, a business, or for the whole family, Gulf Coast Bank has the knowledge and products to serve you best. With nine convenient locations throughout Acadiana, you're never far from a friendly Gulf Coast Bank associate. It's the Money Minute brought to you by Matthew James Financial Group. Check them out at matthew-james.com. Okay, what do I need to know about taxes once I retire? They're lower, right? Because that's the first thing people are going to say. I shouldn't have to pay any more taxes, right? The myth is, is that when you go into retirement, number one, most people put their money in tax-deferred accounts, assuming, because that's what we were told, assume when we go into retirement, our taxes are going to be lower because our income's lower. So that's the theory. But what happens is it's complete opposite. Your taxes will be a, a reflection off of the different types of income that you have. So if you have a pension, if you have Social Security, you're withdrawing from an IRA, you have rental properties, you have dividends. We got to look at all those different types of incomes and stack them together. In most cases, actually, people's taxes will actually go up in retirement, not go down. So you want to have a plan when you get into retirement to have a withdrawal strategy, an income strategy that creates the most tax efficient income stream. You know, you can pay Uncle Sam less, especially when they start raising their rates down the road. Big question, John. I'm 60 now. When should I take Social Security? So if you take it at 62, which you got to know, number one, they cut 30% off immediately. On top of that, let's say your provisional income in your household, if you're married, filing joint, is $44,000 a year or more, then they're going to take 85% of that remaining balance and retax it at your tax rate. But if you wait till full retirement age, number one, you get a max benefit, okay? Then your spouse, if you're married, is going to get basically half of what you're getting at full retirement age. But then let's say if you delay it till all the way to 70 or every year you delay it past full retirement age, it grows by 8% each year. So depending on your situation from how much money you need or looking at it from a tax standpoint or long-term plan, you might have to take it at 62. You might should wait, take it at 65 or wait till full retirement age or wait all the way to 70. It depends on your situation. For more info, it's real simple. 337-366-8366 or go to matthew-james.com. Retirees are among the highest and most unfairly taxed groups in America. And with the Biden administration piling trillions onto our national debt, those taxes could hit even harder. But it doesn't have to be that way. Join me, John Blanchard, every week for The Retirement Route. I'll be discussing tips and ideas to help you make your retirement as financially bulletproof as possible. And that includes strategies to keep the IRS out of your IRA. Check out The Retirement Route Saturday mornings, 8 to 10, right here on News Talk 96.5. KPL. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. Job creation was weaker than forecast in March, with the Labor Department reporting 236,000 new jobs created in the month. Leisure and hospitality and health care were among employers leading job growth. The unemployment rate declined to 3.5% from 3.6%. That could reflect more people working or looking for work. The labor force participation rate increased to 62.6%. Reuters says Southwest Airlines paid a fatter bonus to Chief Executive Bob Jordan, even though the company said it would cut executive pay following December's flight disruptions. Though he was promoted from executive vice president to CEO during that time, a regulatory filing says Jordan received a more than $195,000 bonus. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda, invested in you.
Do bank closures, inflation rate hikes, and the roller coaster of the market frighten you as much as it does me? You need to call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it as easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick the precious metals. That's it. You now own real precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today and learn more about the one, two, three protection plan at 833-404-GOLD. That's 833-404- News Talk 96.5 KPL Burbridge Lafayette broadcasting from the Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management Studios online at matthew-james.com. Two hundred thirty-six thousand new jobs. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. That's the number in the March jobs report from the Labor Department. The unemployment rate falls to three and a half percent. The report shows a higher percentage of people back in the workforce. Labor force participation rate, 62.6 factory jobs, a loss of 1,000 factory jobs. Average hourly earnings, all private workers, up 0.3%. Chuck Sony with Fox Business, the slowest monthly job growth since December 2020. It's not clear if it's slow enough for the Fed to stop raising interest rates trying to bring down inflation. Documents appearing to be U.S. and NATO war plans for Ukraine are out there on social media. Analysts telling the New York Times the documents, if legitimate, could provide Russia with valuable insights, such as how fast Ukrainians could receive weapons such as rocket systems, information the Pentagon has not released publicly. The Times also cites analysts saying the documents look like they've been changed in certain places, exaggerating the amount of Ukrainians killed while understating the number of Russians, and that could be an example of Russian disinformation. Fox's Ryan Schmelz. Two Democrats expelled from the Tennessee legislature may not be gone long. They could be reappointed by a county commissioner until a special election they're allowed to run in. Tennessee State Representatives Justin Jones from Nashville and Justin Pearson from Memphis both say they'll be back at the Capitol next week for a rally. Jones, Pearson, and fellow Democratic Representative Gloria Johnson of Knoxville joined last week's gun control protest by demonstrators at the Capitol. The men, who are black, were expelled on Thursday by the House's Republican supermajority, but not Johnson, who was white, leaving about 150,000 Tennesseans without representation. Johnson pointed to race as the reason she kept her job while her colleagues did not. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. Pope Francis is now not presiding over an outdoor Good Friday procession in Rome. He was recently hospitalized with bronchitis. America's listening to Fox News. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. And it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. There are arrests made in the murder of three teenagers in Marion County, Florida. We are shocked. Not only are the victims juveniles, but the murderers 
are juveniles as well. Sheriff Billy Woods says two are in custody with one on the loose. The victims were found over three days last Thursday through Saturday. Some members of Congress are spending another day in Taiwan, a trip condemned by the Chinese government, and there are sanctions now over the Taiwan president's visit here. The Reagan Library and the Hudson Institute, a Washington, D.C.-based think tank, are facing sanctions from the Chinese government. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen took part in bipartisan talks at the library earlier this week. The Hudson Institute awarded Tsai with a leadership award during her visit as well. China has accused the library and think tank of, quote, providing a platform and convenience to Taiwan's separatist activities, specifically naming several members of each group's leadership teams. Those individuals are effectively banned from traveling to China and working with any Chinese organizations. In Washington, Sean Lanchel, Fox News. There's evidence that people in the Bronze Age were tripping on hallucinogens. 3,000-year-old locks of hair likely belonged to shamans and were discovered in a burial chamber in the Mediterranean island of Menorca, which belongs to Spain. They tested positive for a number of mind-altering compounds, suggesting the people who lived there incorporated hallucinogenic experiences into their rituals, the first-ever direct evidence of ancient European hallucinogen use. Researchers say the drugs were consumed over the period of a year and well before death. The tubes in which the hair were found were decorated with concentric circles, which researchers say may represent the inner vision shamans experienced after ingesting the hallucinogenic plants. Gianna Jalosi, Fox News. Today's round two of the Masters Golf Tournament in Augusta, Georgia, on the top of the leaderboard, Brooks Kepka at eight under par. Again, our top story, the Labor Department reports 236,000 new jobs were created last month. The unemployment rate falls to three and a half percent. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 319. That's 319. Win cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial. Wants you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Listen to me, Dan Bongino, as I tackle the biggest political issues of the day, debunking both liberal and swamp establishment rhetoric. The Dan Bongino Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Depend on it. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. <laughs> Show. All righty. Uh, <clears throat> it, it, it's a pleasure to have you. He, he, we talked. We met. 
We talked to Lobby. I've called him Zero Season Rank. I tell everybody to their face today, though. No. Uh, all the people that I call a fraud squad, I did that, but it's Representative Season Rank. How you doing? I'm doing great. And believe me, we have names for you over at the Capitol <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> What did I tell you? And I told him at the Browns, y'all act like I don't have names. I can name them. I said some of them ain't too nice, but oh, I can yeah. name them. I got a few I can name, and also the FCC would probably preclude me from mentioning some I, of them. That's too, what but... I meant. <laughs> anyway, no, no, let's, uh, I know you want to talk about the budget. We won't yeah. get to all that, but I, but I do want to go back and I I've taken everybody back for y'all decision. And let me, let me frame it this way. You got a, almost a supermajority. I mean, you're 68. Most people would put Republicans in a room, close the door, lock it. That's it. Come out with the Speaker of the House. Y'all not only came out, y'all walked across the aisle. 23 of y'all went with 37 Democrats. There may be an independent or something in there. So you got the 60 votes to put Clay Shakespeare in as a Speaker. And I thought that was knifing the Republicans that voted all over the state. And Bernie Pinson had told me that night when Edwards had won, he said, don't worry about it. We're going to have a supermajority in the House and almost one in the, uh, in the Senate and almost a supermajority in the House. And when y'all did that, I lost my mind because I, I, I just thought that was the knifing people in the back. But you didn't see it that way. None of y'all do still, but... I want to hear from you. What, what, what were y'all doing? What were y'all thinking? Sure, yeah, and because and we lived it. And I, I know from the perspective from the outside, it looks like, yeah, we stabbed the Republicans in the back. But the primary thing is we got a Republican speaker. Now, we can disagree as to his performance. I know you take no, issue with some of the No, I'm not okay. even going there. I just want to talk to you about your but, decision. Well, my decision is based upon the fact that at the time, he was the, of the candidates that were out there, Clay was the, the best candidate. It was interesting my first term, uh, that's what I worked with Sherm. Worked with, I worked with Clay a little bit before because I was head of CPRA, so I had an opportunity to work with him on some projects in the coastal area. But one of the things that uh, really convinced me was the fact that looking at both records and also interacting with the guys. I spent a whole term with, with uh, Sherman, and not to knock the guy, he's a nice guy. But, By the way, I've never met him, yeah, I don't know him, and I've never talked to him. And, and he's a nice guy, but... We spent 11 sessions, our first term. You know, you, you get elected, you think you're going to do four terms, but you count special sessions and everything else. We had 11 sessions. So we had a lot of intense meetings. But when the two names came out, we kind of thought, these guys, they're the ones who... We, it never really were two of the guys you would think, hey, these are going to be the speakers. So then the discussions and the battles began and then arm twisting and all the other things ensued that typically happen when there's going to be a speaker. And it came down to the fact that ultimately... Either of these guys weren't going to get a majority. There were um, discussions, opportunities to do those things. You know, well, hold it, up, hold up, though. Yeah. Let me let me back up now. You said they weren't getting a majority, but y'all took a vote. Yeah, they you took, got you got almost two right at two thirds vote for the other guy. In a Republican deal, doesn't that mean you go with that guy? Well, they so, got because but, you said. They didn't get a majority. He got more than a majority. He got almost two-thirds of the vote in a Republican caucus only. In Am a Republican caucus that? only that everybody wasn't aware of. That was the whole purpose of they were supposed to go up there and just discuss it. And then somebody took the position because they thought they had an opportunity to take advantage of something when people said, well, let's take a vote now to kind of put people on the spot. The whole point is, is there was going to be an opportunity to hear both air and, and discuss pros and cons and an ability to discuss those things. But somebody said, well, let's take a vote. And so at that time... It wasn't the will, I guess it was the will of the people who were there, but ultimately it wasn't everybody wasn't there. It was just the people who were there, a majority, not of the Republicans, a majority of the people who were there. 
So the discussion was then how or who are we going to get to, to vote? And so it came, became apparent that neither candidate was going to get, you need 53. Neither candidate was going to get 53 votes. So the whole deal about... Well, you had 45 for the other one. You, you, you're eight votes away. You don't think that should have been some momentum to say, hey, this is the guy? And by but, the way, but again, again, just, I don't know the guy. Yeah, I don't, again, he's a nice guy. But again, you know, all negative aside, I mean, you look at Sherman. Sherman's a billboard trial attorney, at, which is an anathema to most Republicans. By the way, I didn't care who it was. I was just looking at raw numbers. Well, I know, but we got to vote for the person who we're going to work with. You want somebody who you're going to work with for the next four years. So, it so no, hold up, then you premeditated, you, you, you decided that you could work. I'm just following you. Mm-hmm. I'm across the aisle, and I can work well, wait, with no, the wait, Black look, before we get the there, Democrats. Yeah. No, before we even but get to that. But that's what you did. No, no, look, okay, there's no doubt we got the votes, but this is the reality, and this is what you fail to mention or fail to bring out, is because both sides were doing it. There was no way... Sherman was going to get 53, and there was no way Clay was going to get 53 without talking to the Democrats. So what you keep throwing Clay under the bus for, Sherman was doing the same darn thing. They had elected officials, public officials who were calling me, twisting arms, trying to get people to vote. And the fact of the matter is, it, came, it became apparent that neither were going to get the vote. So there was a meeting, and people don't understand or realize this, there was a meeting where Clay and Sherman and a few other folks got together and said, listen, we got to get past this impasse. Everybody, we know we have to get a Republican speaker. So here's the deal. We know we're not going to get the votes. Let's propose somebody else. The deal was Clay was going to put up two names, and Sherman was going to put up two names. Well, the meeting was there. Clay put up his two names. Sherman said, nope. I'm sticking it out. I'm not putting up names. Well, then Clay said, well, let the chips fall where they may. We're just going to fight it out. So the reality is Sherman was doing the same thing that uh, Clay was doing. He wouldn't have got 53 without getting Democrats. And I know we had an, you had an no, analogy but, that but, bas- but, but basically. Let me tell you but y'all went over there and got the woke crowd. I'm talking about the woke crowd. It was premeditated. And I'll tell you why a person like you were with Clay. One reason. You got to be appropriation chair. No, there were no problems. No, no, that was not it. You know who was going to be? They were talking about putting the appropriation chair. The 45 stayed together, and they stuck together because they felt like they were real conservatives. You guys, you premeditated. You no, went we, over there and worked with the damn Democrats. They were doing the same thing. They were doing this walking right across. I was not promised anything, and you're wrong. Whoever told you that was lying. And if anybody tells you Sherman Mack wasn't talking to the to the caucus, you, you think you they're, would be? They're not. That's not true either. You think you you would be the appropriation chair had you not gone over with Clay? There was no discussion about I'm chairmanship. The Do you really you know, think it would have been that way? You know what was probably going to propose because of my background and because I served on natural resources? More than likely, I was going to probably be the natural resources uh, chairman if I was going to be a chairman at all. But there were no promises. Yes. The only reason I got, they were talking about having, uh, they were looking at who served on appropriations and but, who could serve as chairman. You know and what's that's, funny, though? If you had, 20, you had 23 votes, that means you needed about 30 Okay, and you ended up getting, what, 37, 38? I just find it ironic that you say they were trying to do the same thing, but you actually did it. No, it, and no. let me tell you something else. They did gave, it, too. No, let me tell you something else y'all did. Y'all gave away championships to the Democrats. The, you didn't have to do any of that. They had 45 votes. They had a two-thirds vote. Y'all should have just went that way. It would have, let me ask this question. This is a serious question. You running for the House again, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, I have one more term. Okay. So you win. We got a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, Paul, I call her Paula Pelosi Davis. She's over there working with the Democrats to try to cut another deal because she knows she's not going to get the Republican. Would you do this again? 
Would, oh, would you, you? No, I, mean, I don't know. You, how do you know for a fact do Paul this, is doing that? I don't know for a fact she's doing me, it. She's, look, she's looking to run for the speaker. Would you do this again? Would I do? Would you what? walk across the aisle with mostly Democrats, with a few Republicans, and vote again, just like you did the last time? I'm promising you, we're going to get a Republican speaker. And we're going to work on trying so to get a good really, one. You don't really give a damn how we get the speaker? Yes, I do. I got to give a damn last time. But the same thing that you're saying Clay did, Sherman did too. Why didn't they put up other names to try to get someone that we could get consensus about? I wasn't there. Okay, well, you, you weren't there. I exactly. Weren't, I weren't there, and you but don't I know, know that I, they were doing the exact well, same knew, thing Clay was doing. I knew a lot of insight that you're not giving me credit for. They had 45 Republicans. Well, I'm sure you get there a perspective was, no, from people who two, were right. There were two-thirds of the Republicans. In your bylaws, y'all don't have anything that says we get two-thirds of vote, that's the way we go? There's nothing down in that? No. That we have bylaws for so, Republican caucus. So, so, so let me ask you, by the way, Zerang uh, is my special guy. You mean to tell me you couldn't go in there? I'm saying you because you're sitting in front of me. Yeah. I don't ever hear from Clay or, or Paula or any of those people. But you have, and I appreciate it. Right. And I'll come back as no. often as you want. You can come as much as you okay. want. But you mean to tell me y'all couldn't go in there and lock the door and say, this is it, guys? Because y'all, let me tell you what you I just you told walked, you we tried, you but the other across, side didn't want to. You walked across. You cut a deal with the devil. Edwards had just backed in again. And you just gave power to the Democrats who we needed all that power in the Republican Party. I'll tell you what you do. You have a Republican governor, probably. I'm not, so. I'm not 100% sure on that yet because well, I've seen what happened the last two times. Exactly. You screwed it up. I'm so. asking you, would you do the same thing again? I'm telling you, we're going to get the best speaker, no, Republican that ain't what I'm speaker. Asking. I'm not saying, you, I, who knows? So you would it's walk, different every time. No, I'm telling you, you at this point, we're going to get. And do this again, Z? I'm telling you, we're going to get a majority of the Republicans to get a Republican speaker in place. Okay. That's different than what you did last time. You got a Because there you, was no uh, other listen, alternative. You got a majority of Democrats to get the speaker in place last time. They, if, 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 the, if, if your boy would have crossed over Sherman and got eight votes, we probably wouldn't be talking about him because he'd have been at 53. Mm -hmm. Y'all went across and said, hey, we're going to bring all y'all. We're going to give away committees. Y'all gave away committee, co-committees or whatever term. Y'all just gave it away. There were no committees as far as I know. I wasn't promised anything. I can't speak for everybody. You mean it, you, but now, I'm now, yep. you, now, look, you've been in politics. You tell me, Clay, you can keep saying I didn't. But you mean Clay didn't walk across and cut deals? I he can't speak for what Clay or Clay didn't do. I'm telling you what happened to me, and well, I was never promised anything. Well, I just think it's amazing to all the people that led the charge, and you, Tanner McGee, Pelosi, uh, Stuart Bishop, all of them, all ended up with these nice committee chairs. I, you can sit here well, and try. But you let can me sit ask you this. Me okay, you are you to. telling me that if the governor who gets elected, whoever it is, is not going to put his people in, in leadership positions to support his, his whole platform? But you're talking about governor. You, we're not well, talking it's about basically governor. the same thing. You've got to have people that you can support and work with to in, put your agenda through. So you've got to have people that you can work with. I, I know so this. you're going to tell me Sherman this. wouldn't have put his people in? I don't know the man. Well, I can't answer that. Well, I can answer how this. How can you answer it for Clay, but you can't answer can, it for Sherman? I can answer it because I'll watch what he did. Well, then He walked across the aisle. He gave away power, sir, to the Democrat Party when Bell Edwards was already backing in. We needed somebody to challenge him. And by the way, say what you want to. You had 45 Republicans over here. Y'all put the... Y'all put the hammer down on their ass, as far as I'm concerned. No, we didn't. didn't. Yes, y'all did. Look who's on committees and where they're positioned. No, no. I tell you what, I can look at positions of the people 
And I call a fraud squad, 23 of y'all. One's a, one's a judge. Tanner tried to be a judge. They whipped him. Uh, I, can, I can look at that, and I can find out that everybody who was the big players and helping Clay get across the finish line, and you were one of them, got dang good committee because chairs. Because you have to get people who work, you can work with. You got to have people. I, I, I know, but you, you and Sherman would have done the same thing. You didn't just walk over there without getting committee chairs. I just don't. I was not it. promised a committee chair. Right. I can assure you, sir, that's not the case. Well, Clay, I'd love to have Clay on, but he won't come. All right, we got to take a break. His name is Z Zarang. We're going to talk about budgets and other issues. I wanted to get that out the way. We did. We want to talk about the budget when we okay. get back. All right, you're listening to the Moon Graffon Show, folks. If you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill. And you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill. And that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to, to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But, hey, if you're home, and you're in, the, in those areas and you want to cater and, and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste. Of Superior Grill. This is Moon Griffon for Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Billy T is a fully certified Onan Generator Service Center serving all of Louisiana. Fast service that's done right the first time. Parts, sales, and custom installation. If you own an RV and want the best, an Onan RV generator installed, you gotta go to Premier RV. Billy T's techs have decades of Onan generator experience. And nobody in Louisiana has more. Sometimes your camping adventures take you way out in the woods. Or maybe you're tailgating. And the only way to get power is an Onan generator installed correctly from Billy Thibodeau's Premier RV. Take it from me, Moon Graffon. I trust the folks at Premier RV, and so can you. From anywhere in Louisiana, you can call them. 337-233-7494. That's 337-233-7494. Online at BillyT.com. That's BillyT.com. Your garage door works. You're listening to the best of the Moon Graffon Show. Oh, welcome back, Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you back on the road, Baton Rouge. We are here with our good friends at 107.3 FM, I guarantee broadcasting. You can check us out on the uh, on the Facebook, uh, Talk 107.3. You can see a picture of what Z looks like. Z, smile for the camera. <laughs> I, they know I don't look good. I got she, a face for radio. But no, green. that's what they tell me. They tell me it all the time. And I'm glad you admitted they got nicknames for me. I love it. All right. Uh, I can, we can, me and you went off the air. I wish that was all there, but I'm not going to go there. All right. Let's talk a little bit about a gigantic budget. Yep. The biggest budget we've ever had by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I'll let you get a little more detail after this break because this is a, a real short segment. Okay. Uh, how much is federal money now in our budget? Well, the unfortunate reality is we depend a lot on the federal government. And one of the things we need to do is wean ourselves off that. We're not going to do it anytime soon, but I think, you know, with a different administration, a different perspective, because the fact of the matter is we're headed for a recession or there's going to be a fiscal crisis uh, within the federal government soon. And the first thing they're going to do is start cutting aid to states. And if we're in a position, and if we're in a position that we're dependent upon that, but to answer your question, uh, we have of our budget, it's a $45 billion. If you count interagency transfers, the accounting um, 
you have to look at the whole total budget as fifty billion, but really in fees, general services, and everything else, it's forty-five billion dollars. Of that, a little over fifteen billion dollars is federal dollars that are coming in. All right. So, what is that a percentage? I thought I, the last I read, it's going to be forty percent. Well, is it forty percent of our budget? No. The, if you look at the whole breakdown of the budget, it's yeah, it's it's right at around forty percent. Yeah, but that's that's, around there. that's higher than it used to be. Oh yeah. And uh, so, with this federal money, is is this is this money that's one time money? This concurrent. I mean, when I look at Medicaid, mm-hmm. I think it's a disaster waiting to happen up the road. And what I mean by that is, when the federal government says, if the federal government told y'all today, hey, uh, Z. We're cutting 35, 40% out the budget on Medicaid. Wouldn't the state be in a, like, a big-time trouble? Oh, yes, because the, the reality is, is we provide a match. We have state dollars to bring yeah. down those federal dollars. But if that, those federal dollars wouldn't be coming in, I mean, the whole Medicaid program and all the things that the, the current state currently depends on would go broke. I mean, we'd have to just belly up. So we'd have to look at some other alternatives. I had, a, I had a guy, a friend of mine, he's in the banking business, been there for 50 years. Uh, he looks at all this. He was able to go over federal budget and all the stuff that they went through with a bunch of his uh, buddies. He says that the only place they're really going to cut is going to be aid to the states. They're going to have to cut. They can't keep spinning at this pace. Yeah. And so that's going to affect the state like ours. Yeah, we, uh, looking at the numbers, it's 47.5% of our budget. So close to 50% of our budget is coming from the feds. That ain't, that ain't a good position. No, it's not a good and position. And it's not good for jobs and businesses either. And, and even, again, I know it's a short segment, but one of the problems that this plays into is the whole fact that the way we budget within the state, if you look at, if you take away the federal dollars and then the rest of the money that we have in terms of what we basically say grace over, you have state general fund, but the but you look at the statutory dedications and the dedications uh-huh. that have to go for federal match for the transportation trust fund and all these other things that we do have of that $45 billion budget, it's essentially right at around 4.8%, you know, right, 4 uh, billion dollars that we have that we can say, well, we're going to affect the budget to allocate or change some of the things because the dedications come off the top and all those things are paid first before we can look at addressing other issues of the budget. So uh, we have to fundamentally change the way we budget. Uh, how in the long state. have you been in the legislature? Uh, this is my second term. Okay, so that's okay. The reason why I ask is if you like people like Brett Guyman and him, I know can help people because they were around after Katrina. Mm-hmm. We had this influx of money like this. And then General and them came along, they cut some taxes, not realizing some stuff was going on, and we ended up getting hurt up the road. So my question is, are we headed in the same situation? I think not, in so much as, as again, you mentioned, we've got a supermajority in the House, we'll have a supermajority, we have a supermajority in the Senate, and I think that's going to continue into the next administration. What we're doing now and what we've done is, and I can point to some specific figures, is uh, preparing for the unfortunate reality that within two fiscal years, we're going to be faced with approximately a, a 800 uh, million dollar deficit. And we can talk more about that. No, we will. Let me take a break. Ziza Rang, my special guest. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show on the road in Baton Rouge, conjunction with Talk 107.3 FM. Be right back. Yeah, guys, swell me on all those numbers. 
You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit GetASPNow.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Oh, this is Moon Graffon. You know, when I want to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, call Captain Norman now. 337-884-0658. 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time. And you catch fish with Captain Norman. Aceback Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. Folks, you've been hearing me brag about my good friends at SiriusUSA.com, Sirius Power Generation. Folks, right now, we have Cummins generators in stock from 17 up to 50 kilowatts. We can install or sell them to do it yourselves right now. All you got to do is check us out at SiriusUSA.com, SiriusUSA.com. You want a generator? You want to be serviced? You want a service contract? You need one, SiriusUSA.com. Check out Peter Verdreen and the gang. They want to service you. They're ready to put you in a real good generator. When you think about how you'll spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. Currents issued by Sutton. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. You're listening to the best of the Moon Graffon Show. Well, welcome back. Moon Graffon Show on the road in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Talk 107.3 FM. Speaking at the City Club today, looking for me and Brian. Haldane's doing a little piece up there today. So uh, I don't know if it's open to the public or not, but if it is, I'm sure you're welcome. All righty. Uh, Z Zerang, my special guest. He is a head of appropriation. Hey, Lee, let's, uh, Z, let's, let's cover a couple quick issues. I want to cover the debt stuff. Governor presents a budget. Right. Okay. Well, can you give me a little bit of the good and the bad? Sure. And if you, the whole deal behind the budget is, again, we talked about how 
antiquated our system is. But if you look at the state general fund and where the money comes from, uh, K through where, where the budget is going, K through 12 education represents about 37% of what the proposed budget entails, 37%. Healthcare, which is Medicaid and everything else, is 25%, and higher education is 11%. So between those three items, that assumes 73% of the overall budget. The rest of it is just, you know, other things, public safety, debt service, legislative, and all these other judicial budgets. But a significant portion is that. And if you're looking at what is proposed within the state general fund, obviously you've heard about the, the increase to teacher pay. Uh, that's $196 million. 115 is Can I stop you right there? Sure. On the teacher's pay, is that guaranteed that that's reoccurring money? Oh, yeah. Uh, how, do, how do you, this is reoccurring money we're talking about, right? Yeah, it gets baked into the MFP and okay. into okay. the overall pay. And so from here on out, that's the base. And so from that, I, it's, And I get that. I understand yeah. it. But I want to make sure because, and I talk to legislators all the time, and some of them are still concerned about the use of one-time money that's spread differently. It doesn't look like one-time money. But up the road, when they say we $850 million in the hole, backlog, some of that is part of the one-time money we use. It's yeah, it's part of the increase, and it's part you reference. You know, general part of the problem with general. Yeah, we did cut some things, but government continued to grow, yeah. but we didn't have recurring dollars, and that's what's put it, such a big. It's bond. really simple, and this is where conservatives get in trouble. If you cut the budget, okay, that's fine. Great, or you cut taxes, that's fine. But at first, you may have to say, okay, we're gonna have a little budget cut, and if the cut in the taxes will grow the economy, it should grow it back if it works right. Mm -hmm. But when you cut taxes and you say, I'm going to grow the budget, you just screwed up. Exactly. And that's Republican, Democrat, anything. We do that a lot. You just put and, that, and that's what burden. hurts us. Yep. So that, yeah, that would be a recurring knowledge. And that's just the two, at the 2000 rate, the governor has proposed that the RE, the Reve revenue estimating conference is going to recognize additional dollars. And he's proposing that an additional, uh, it's right at around $100 million for every $1,000 increase. So he's proposing a $3,000 increase, which would put it close to $300 million increasing the budget if the teacher pay was, was to go into effect. But, and again, but, don't but get me wrong, I support but, the but teachers. But education yeah. is 37% of our budget now. K through 12 is 37%. And, how did, and if you compare that to other states, I didn't say teachers pay raise. Right. It looks like we spent a lot of money because we have, we got people leaving the state. That's right. We, I mean, our migration is killing us. How come the budget has to keep growing if you're servicing less people? But I think it just points to the fact that throwing money at a, at a problem doesn't solve it. No. And that's the whole deal. I think there needs to be more accountability within the education system. And one of the things in talking to some of my colleagues, there has to be some aspect I know uh, – Dr. Brumley, uh, Secretary Brumley is talking about... Yeah, I've had him on several times. Yeah. I like him a lot. I, I do too. I think he's headed in the right direction, but there has to be some accountability. The problem is, is we keep... Accountability is not getting more administrators to keep teachers who should be teaching uh, just overlooking their show, or looking, overlooking what they're doing to try to ensure that they're making scores. We need to put teachers and and reward the teachers who are doing well and the schools that are doing well, and we need to look at that in terms of increasing... Yeah, I always get concerned, and I told you that earlier, I wish teachers made hundred thousand dollars a year. I just get it off the table, but you got to be able to see results. You got to right. you got to start seeing some results in um, school choice. There's a lot of things to talk about, but I think with this governor, there's no vision. So his thing is throw money at it, and then I can say, hey, when I left, teachers got eight thousand dollars more a year. Well, that's good, but how, how did that improve the school system? Exactly. I don't think it makes better teachers. Now, if you're saying I'm trying to bring teachers in, you know, you said your wife's a teacher. She's probably a good teacher. Okay. She's probably doing everything she could. You give her $10,000 more, she's not going to do any better. She's already doing good. You see what I'm saying? You, that don't make you 
a better teacher because no, you got more money. No, but you should reward those. For example, I don't have a problem yeah, rewarding yeah, on merit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that's part of the issue. I think the unions and others have some issues. They want everybody to make the but same. But he's, he's basically doing across-the-board pay raise. Yes. It's not anything to do with merit or anything. No, it's just across the board, 2000 for teachers, 1000 for uh, worker support workers as okay, well. Okay, now he's also saying with the revenue estimating conference that may go up. Yeah, and more than likely it will. And with that, he wants to use whatever they're projected in so next fiscal year that increases. Right now, it's about $648 million that we have available for next fiscal year, I'm, increasing that. I'm curious, and this is going to go right to you, and you're going to know, did you vote uh, for the one-cent sales tax when he came in? For the one-cent one cent sales tax for 27 months. Edwards came in, had a special section. They, section, they raised taxes. They raised taxes. Uh, it was a one-cent sales tax. Exactly. Then when uh, then Paula Davis came around and uh, pushed the point four or five. Did you vote for those two? The unfortunate reality is how it was couched is because of the fact, and I think that's where... I, said, no, I know, but, but the whole thing is every... <laughs> tell no. me if you voted for it, did tell I me why. I voted for the quarter, quarter cents, what and the reason, the one? the one cent, I need to go back and check, but I think I supported that in so much as, again, everybody is di different in terms of their districts. I have a hospital that was going to be closed, shuttered. Shaber Hospital, they said, was going to be shuttered. Do you really believe that? Well, based upon the numbers that I that they showed, yes, I have Nichols University. We have other things in our district that would have been significantly impacted, if they, not for but, that. But, but, and see, you've been around. You're a smart guy. That's what Edwin Edwards and the rest of them used to pull up. Go back to the law. You don't do this, we're going to close the hospitals. And that never really happened. Matter of fact, I'll go back one far. So you voted for both the taxes. Here's another one. Bell Edwards said when he got in, the whole time they ran for office the first time. You may remember this, you may not. It was him and Vitter, okay? And all I heard was we had an $850 million deficit, the same number you just used in the next year, couple of years. Edwards goes in office and comes out and said we got a $2 billion budget deficit. That's, that was a lie. That was him and Jay Darden that put that together. The Revenue Estimating Conference never said that. They lied about the $2 billion. That the, thing was never close to And if they had the $2 billion, nobody's proven to me it was $2 billion, which, by the way, makes you buy into the fact we got to raise these taxes. That was never $2 billion. Nobody's that, ever showed me where it was at. There was a significant benefit. I'll come back. We'll come back on another show and show you based upon those. It was a tough decision. Believe me. It was. Was it $2 billion? It was, yes, it was close to it. If you look and factor everything in, and I'll come back and look and discuss Well, I want to see it because if yes. you come, you're the first one in seven years. That will prove to me that it's two billion when really it was about one point two billion. Which by the way is a lot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But, but the raising those taxes, they totaled about five or six billion dollars over the lifespan of them. That's a lot of money. But you have to look at you have to the current year that you're in and then the proposed fiscal year and combine the two and that's where you have those numbers because you have to close the books on this year and then you have to take care of proposed budget for next okay, year. And that's so when they had the problem. Looking at eight hundred and fifty million, a governor comes in and he ratchets the number up twice that you're going to support another tax no no because we don't based upon what some of the things that i'd like to talk about the debt and other things that we're, we've we're going to imposed. talk about that yeah. i'm gonna keep you to the end unless you okay and some of the things that we've looked at uh in terms of not budgeting all available dollars not putting recurring putting recurring dollars and non-recurring expenses so that we're not growing government puts us in a better position to where that cliff will not be as significant the, the reason why i ask you about the tax votes is because it seems like we when when you guys get down there and ladies get down there it becomes more important to make sure state government has everything they need and a lot of times everything they want but we don't think back about the people back home i mean inflation is kicking our butts which has nothing to do with y'all mm -hmm. but man you start throwing in them taxes 
I mean, the average citizen here struggles. Well, they I agree, struggle. but that's where it gets more specific in terms of you got to vote your district too. Believe me, again, I'll put my conservative voting record against anybody in the House. Well, but you got two tax votes that are well, no I, I, I didn't I'm even not, look at the rest I'm not of necessarily <laughs> proud of it, but I'm also proud of the fact that at least I helped some, definitely helped my district and helped the people who depend upon those services that they needed to keep them going. Yeah, but you know what ended up happening? We had all these hurricanes and everything else that happened. And we got all, we still got a point four five. I believe y'all gonna keep it, which I don't think you should. I don't keep think it. we will. Well, uh, I'm gonna wait and see. Yeah. Let's wait and see. And my problem with the whole thing is, is that we 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 just we got to concentrate on the people for once. Our government. That's I agree. All. And, and, and if they they got to be ways to 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 take this down. If the federal government takes it down, then y'all gonna have a big problem. Yep. Okay. His name is Caesar Rang. He was nice enough to come in. I'm giving him the whole hour. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the debt. You mentioned we got some debt stuff. I know we can't cover it all today, but this. And I do want you to come back on the $2 billion. Okay. I want somebody to show it to me. All right. <laughs> I've been praying for this for a while. Okay. We got to take a break. You're listening to the moon. We all use technology to make our lives simpler, but you may be losing a human touch with your customers. If your business telephone system is antiquated or you're near the end of a contract with your internet and phone service provider, it's time to contact Line One about their hosted phone service. They can set up with the technology tools to create a more personal relationship with your customers utilizing their state-of-the-art cloud-based telephone system. Line One has user-friendly phones, web meetings, video conferencing, and can integrate your smartphones with your office phone system. Imagine your smartphone integrated with your business phone system. With the Line One app, your office will have the ability to transfer calls directly to your smartphone. And when you make a call from the app, it will display the call ID of your business, not your cell number. Your Line 1 system will be intimately configured for your business needs. Check us out at Line.1. Line.1. It's time to talk to the professionals. Learn more about the technology with a human touch. Go to Line.1 and tell them Moon sent you. Folks, if you get a chance to be in Shreveport or Baton Rouge, New Orleans, you know, and you haven't checked out Superior Grill, and you like good Mexican food, please go to Superior Grill. Go check them out. You're going to enjoy Everybody that I've sent there have really enjoyed the great taste of Superior Grill. They love the food. It's a big menu. It's a lot of different things you can pull out from the enchiladas to the fajitas to the tacos to the quesadillas to the steak to the hamburgers. They do it all at Superior Grill and that salsa and that queso is all so good. All you got to do is find a way to to Shreveport, New Orleans, or Baton Rouge and get the great taste of Superior Grill. But hey, if you're home and you're in in those areas and you want to cater and and, and people like that, they cater. They can handle big groups. I've been there with many big groups and had a great, great time. They'll accommodate you. They'll accommodate you the best they can. You can pick up food to go as usual. Line Avenue in Shreveport, Government Street and Holland Road in Baton Rouge and St. Charles Avenue in New Orleans. Superior Grill. It's great. And next year, we're going to have one right here in Lafayette. So, hey, check them out. If you're headed that way, make darn sure you go check out the great taste of Superior Grill. Hey, better, better. Oh. You're listening to the best of the Moon Griffon Show. Yeah, I called this guy Fraud Squad. I gave him a nickname. He voted for taxes. I don't, I don't. <laughs> Give me the baseball bat. <laughs> 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 but I tell you what, see, Aziza rings his name. He is the appropriations chair. Look, I appreciate you coming. You don't understand. I really do. Everybody that's come that I've gotten on, I mean, I used to get on Brett Guyman. He kept coming back. Uh, John Kennedy. These guys kept coming back. Bobby Jenner ran away. Uh, I, I never have understood. Mike Foster would call me, but I ain't going to tell you what he would call me. Probably, <laughs> he probably would. And Kathleen Blanco would, would, uh, would be in trouble. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, all right. And, and I want to see the two billion. So when you get yeah, that, I, let me know. I will um, come back. Okay, let's talk about, about the debt. You said y'all, now is this the unfunded accrued liability? Is, or just the, what debt are we talking about here? Because, I mean, there's all portions of yeah. debt. And so there's several things. Obviously, some of the things that we should point to in terms of 
achievements and, and making it better into the future. You look at the rainy day fund. With this budget, we will put, you know, we have to put up a surplus. 25% goes to a uh, rainy day fund. We will have a $900 million rainy day fund, which is the highest it's ever been since its inception. So Yeah, I knew it was over a billion or two at one time, but I think they had tobacco money and all that yeah, involved. But, in it. Right. Yeah, okay. But just looking at the fund from the contribution of which is required, well, it'll be the highest it's ever so been. You're pushing a billion. Pushing a billion. Uh, you look at the revenue stabilization fund, which is a fund that looks at corporate and franchise tax okay. when it exceeds 600 is going to be over a billion dollars. The whole deal about that is when it gets to 5 billion, that's going to be used for nothing. It's going to be like a trust fund that's going to address a lot of the critical infrastructure issues and things that are going to be a constant recurring source of revenue, which is going to be important. You look at the debt from paying. Unfortunately, I didn't I wasn't happy about doing it, but we had to pay the non-federal cost share for the New Orleans protection system. Was that the four hundred million? That well, that was two four hundred million. It was one point two billion that we had to pay one point eight billion we had to pay. It got down to it was one point two and we made two payments of four hundred million okay. last fiscal year. I remember the four hundred million fiscal payments. year. And there's about three hundred something million, three hundred and fifty, three hundred and sixty million left, of which Hopefully, CPRA is negotiating to say some of the work that they've done should go for credit, and it's going to reduce that. And they, uh, the word of bill extended it for 10 years. So we have 10 years to make those final payments, and hopefully we'll get credit for a lot we've done. But you realize if we wouldn't have made those payments, if we were on the hook for 30 years, $100 million would have come right off the top of the state general fund to pay that debt. So that was significant. We looked at some other a debt in terms of addressing uh, critical infrastructure. We look at the um, tr uh, transportation uh, funding that is going to come from the uh, motor vehicle tax that's going to direct which was going to stay. That takes some money out the general fund, it takes, but, it, but it put it where it belongs. I remember, I remember when y'all did that. Yeah, and so that's going to okay, put... Let me, let me ask you another question because you're talking about with the roads. I noticed uh, today, it was yesterday maybe or this week, uh, they they said that they're gonna. I guess they're gonna float some bonds for eight hundred fifty million dollars. Garvey bonds. That's a special bonding instrument that the feds can okay, take. But do, when you do something like that, does does that count debt towards you at all? That that's a separate issue than the the state overall that than the bond okay. issuance. Okay, because I wanted to know because they I have a that. limit of what they can do, but it's it's not specific in terms of the bond debt indebtedness for state bond. Okay, one other thing that we didn't talk about, but I'm gonna bring it up: roads. Okay. Fifteen billion in backlog. Kill did a report say it was eighteen. It's got to be growing because things are costing more, yeah. and inflation's costing more. And and I know y'all want to claim that we we head in the right direction of trying to do some roads and stuff, but man. Well, let me tell you what we've done to try to help. I want to yeah. I I see it. Well, let me tell you what we worked on. We put over five hundred million dollars in the mega project leverage fund. That that's going to go to. Uh, the, the Baton Rouge Bridge, the Calcasieu Bridge, which desperately needs some help. It's also going to okay. go to... Stop the, on those two. Yeah. How are you going to build a bridge and when they decide what a site is? That's uh, a no, cluster. No. Oh, that's a cluster. You know, you know, I'll give you that. You know what? You're laughing. But when I was in Monroe, I lived in Monroe for 35 years. All I ever heard was a fourth bridge, fourth bridge. Yeah. They never could decide where it was going. You can't build something. This ain't you. But you can't build something if you can't decide. Uh, at least in Lake Charles, they know it's going in the same spot. They just want to build one on the side of it. And uh, and they debated toll roads and all that, but you, you, right now, what is it going to cost to build a bridge and anywhere along the Mississippi River here? Oh, it's over a billion dollars. How much? One point two. I think the bridge itself is one point two, and then if you look at connections and all the other things too, it's going to get into about two billion dollars ultimately. I will bet you it's million. five billion. Yeah, I, I bet you it's so much more than that. It's not even fun. The only thing I'm asking is that yeah. I know they put some money down to do yeah, stuff, well, but you don't. <laughs> 
if you don't have a place to put it, you sure in the heck can't build it. Or more importantly, if you really want to have uh, affect the traffic, it should connect into I-12, of which that's a whole other issue. All right, what? Okay, but uh, Sean Wilson's running for governor. I call him Pothole because I'm out there Potholes, and that's my choice. Uh, he probably got a name for me, too. But they stop coming across the bridge or, or for, either right across the bridge or 415 where it split to I-10, I-12 split. They were supposed to be doing that or getting ready to do that. Then they pushed it back. Why the delay? And I said this earlier on a program. If you got money, the people are ready for some things to be fixed. And they need if you got to money. Why delay any of that? Because by, guess what? If you're going to delay to 2025, I'll bet you anything you want. I'm not a betting guy. It's going to be a lot more money. Oh, it will so be. So why don't That's we no spend doubt. some money and start doing some of this stuff? Is it because of the election year? Man, why, why are you stopping that? This is, that? We've been talking about the bridge here, okay? And I was born and raised in Plaquemine and Baton Rouge, okay? Uh, we've been talking about a bridge here since I was a little kid. And then Katrina hit. Mm-hmm. And it's been a nightmare, big-time nightmare. Shit. Seems like if I have the money, if you really have the money and you really want to work on it, they would start doing it immediately. Well, Y'all again, do have the could, money, right? Yeah, well, not for the total, but we have the money to just continue to, to move start? forward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and that should, should happen. Should DOTD be working on that right now? Sure, they shut it down. Him and the governor said, no, we're waiting after election. I think part of it is, too, they're looking for additional funding sources because, like, I think what you suggested is that it's going to cost a lot more than what they're projecting yeah, right yeah, now. Projecting. But we also put uh, $100 million to the construction sub-fund preservation. That's important because it's kind of, they call them off-system roads. It's rural roads and other roads that typically don't get the attention of DOTD, but obviously it's important to these rural communities oh, yeah, that, don't have, that don't have the money. $100 million is going to that. We also put in the capital outlay savings fund, $105 million that are going to be used for capital outlay projects for this upcoming year. Again, working on trying to take recurring dollars, putting them in non-recurring expenses, so we're not necessarily growing government, but we're attacking critical infrastructure. Is, can I be blunt, and you answer this if you think this is correct. I think all this extra money is coming basically from the feds because of COVID and hurricanes. The economy, which I think is the most important issue, is not really producing it. You could say, oh, no, it is. It's sales tax. It's income tax. It's producing because all this federal money's coming down. If that dries up, where does that leave us? No, it is driving, drying up. Because if you look at um, the uh, ARP dollars, American Rescue Plan dollars, and all those other things, we only have $3 million left of the $3 billion that came in we've utilized and put it to good use. I mean, we actually have places in Louisiana that they're bathing and drinking in brown water. We have, you talk about the road backlog. Yep. We have a $4 billion backlog for drinking in water, sewer and systems. So... We've addressed, a, a, we put $750 million. Again, it doesn't solve the problem, but it definitely addresses a lot of the needs my, of the state. My issue, and you just happen to be caught up as an elected official, I've been doing this 30 years with governors and elected officials, is that who in the hell in the leadership allows this stuff to go on this long without addressing it? And that's what we've done. Mm-hmm. We've allowed it to move on. But, hey, I can show you a golf course. <laughs> I can show you a park. I can show you a, a lake. I can show you all kind of stuff we made money with. Uh, all kind of stuff that we made money that, that we built all over the state has not a dang thing to do with the things that we need. That's my frustration. Leadership. Everybody write about John O'Leary. Where's the real leadership? That's my problem. I'll let you find a word. Well, I understand that, you know, one person's pet project is another person's critical infrastructure. Absolutely. So, again, you have to look at from a district perspective and the people working to represent their district. And that's the first and foremost what they're elected to do. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for coming on. His name is Z Zarang, Representative Zarang. 
He's going to show me that $2 billion debt. I can't wait to see I'll that. I'll be back. I know. We'll be back. All right. We got to go. God bless. And uh, y'all have a good day. I'm going to have one because I'm going with Howdy to do something that I don't even know what I'm going to do. He's going to explain it to me, I'm sure. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be see you in a little bit. the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused, J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make the pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. Well, it's just Moon Graffon. You know, when I want to go saltwater fishing, I call Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters. Captain Norman at A-Spec Charters is going to put you on the fish. Whether it be speckled trout or redfish, call Captain Norman now. 337-884-0658. 337-884-0658. It's called aspeccharters.com. Call Captain Norman. I just gave you a cell number. He wants to take you fishing. He wants you to have a good time, and you catch fish with Captain Norman. A-Spec Charters, Captain Norman, 337-884-0658. Get breaking news first and exclusive content now. Download the free KPL News app, free in the App Store and Google. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Hiring slows down. I'm Chris Foster, Fox News. The monthly jobs report from the Labor Department shows fewer jobs added in March and a higher percentage of Americans in the workforce. 236,000 jobs added for the month of March. The estimate was 239, slightly below estimates. Unemployment rate 3.5%. We lost 1,000 jobs in manufacturing. Private payroll is 189,000. Average earnings month over month, 0.3%. Joe Sony with Fox Business. Israeli troops are searching for Palestinians. They say shot and killed two Israeli settlers in the West Bank, wounding a third. The Israeli military launched airstrikes in Gaza and southern Lebanon. Tensions inflamed this week as Jews marked Passover as Muslims celebrated Ramadan and Christians prepared for Easter. Israel's security forces entered the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Missiles fired from Lebanon are believed to have been fired by groups linked to either Hamas or Palestinian Islamic Jihad, but not Lebanon's government or its controlling Hezbollah militants. Evan Brown, Fox News. Two boys, 12 and 17 years old, were arrested for the murders of three teenagers last week in Marion County, Florida. Sheriff Billy Wood says they're still looking for a third 16-year-old suspect. We do not hold our juveniles accountable. We minimize their actions. He says the three suspects are associated with a gang involved in burglaries and robberies and that they knew and turned on the victims at some point. 
The Kansas legislature votes to ban transgender-related medical care for minors. Teens who've had sex change treatments testified both for and against the measure. Though Democratic Governor Laura Kelly is expected to veto the bill days after the Kansas Republican-controlled legislature voted to override the governor's veto of a bill that bans biological boys from competing in girls' sports. Fox's Jeff Bonasso, transgender medical treatments for kids are endorsed by the major medical associations. Opponents say they're harmful and kids change their minds. America's listening to Fox News. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info was all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. Spring is here, and it's time to add some life to your wardrobe with Untuck It. Untuck It shirts are designed to be worn untucked, so you look your best, even at your most casual. From iconic button-downs starting at just $55 to wrinkle-resistant linen shirts, printed polos, and brushed cotton tees, there's something for everyone. But Untuck It isn't just about shirts. They also offer a wide range of pants and shorts to complete your look. Visit UntuckIt.com or stop by one of 80-plus stores to find the perfect fit for your spring. Your news update, Brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock and ready for delivery. Home Furniture Plus Bedding. Welcome home. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash. And make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day. Because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 764. That's 764. Win Cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial. Want you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Wendy's three dimes. There are over 10,000 reasons why still is not sold at Lowe's or Home Depot. Find tools for the job site or your own backyard at over 10,000 authorized local steel dealers. Find yours at stihlusa.com. The views expressed in the following show are those of the hosts or hosts only. They do not represent News Talk 96.5 KPL or Town Square Media. As we rock and roll, 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline, if you'd like to be part of the program. 
And we are honored to have Mr. Royal Alexander joins us right now. And I know he's not calling to give legislators a $43,000 a year pay raise, so we're not going there with him. <laughs> Royal, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not that, man. Yeah, yes, hey, but we got a supermajority in the House and Senate. There's no way it can pass, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh my God! I'm having more fun with this. They probably do it. They probably do it. I hope not. Anyway, that's not why I got uh, Roy on it. Roy has a great piece on the Hayride. Uh, y'all hear Scott McKay? Twitter files expose Fed social media collusion to undermine free speech in elections. And I thought it was a very good article. So I wanted to call you and and get an opportunity to come on. And you start talking about Elon Musk when he purchased Twitter was to open it back up. So let's talk about the article. Let's talk about what you mean when we start talking about free speech and elections and things of that nature. Absolutely, Moon. Um, I think, as I mentioned in the article, I think we'll look back in, in, in 50 or 100 years and say that what Elon Musk did by purchasing Twitter really was one of the most important blows for freedom because so much has been exposed. As conservatives, we suspected things like this were going on in the country, but until he bought and then released all these Twitter files. I mean, and I just picked two examples, and it, we have to go back and analyze them so this doesn't happen again, and one of which, of course, was COVID in 2020. Uh, there were so many prominent doctors and scientists who were trying to speak out, saying that these masks, the masking of children is a waste of time, that you're limiting them psychologically and emotionally by making them have a mask on their face all day. The vaccines are not proven. They're not proven. It's too fast for them to be proven. At least, and no matter what somebody agrees, uh, and, you know, getting a vaccination is an individual choice. But there was so much dissenting viewpoint about COVID that Twitter would never allow or would, it would tamp it down because Biden administration officials would pressure Twitter to say, look, Y'all, this is all disinformation. You need to knock it down. These people who say that we don't need to wear masks, we need to be sure that that kind of speech doesn't get posted on Twitter. And Moon, they can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, not if we're going to have free speech, because, of course, the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law regarding an establishment of religion or free exercise, but Congress has been interpreted to mean any form of government. So the Biden administration itself couldn't pass a law that says you, you can't talk about COVID on Twitter. That's too direct. It would be struck down by a court. But what the, what the Biden has done is go around the back door and say, no, we can't do it ourselves, but we're going to pressure these social media giants, and they're enormous. Social media media is a major part of American life. We're going to go pressure them yeah. to use their algorithms to tamp down the amount of dissenting information that's out there. And that's what the government can't do itself. It also can't pressure someone else to do. And that's what we have with Twitter on COVID. Let me stop it, you where you're talking about this because you're talking about the media. The other thing they did was because of Obamacare and all these doctors, and I'm not cutting them, a lot of them ran underneath the hospital system. They were able to go after the, the, the media, but they were also able to go after the hospital and say, we're going to give you all, all this money, but y'all, this is what y'all going to say. And so um, doctors that I knew good, knew good and well that a mask was a joke, total joke, and that even the vaccine that wasn't proven. Uh, and now we, then we find out it really it doesn't stop COVID, doesn't stop transmission, it doesn't stop you getting it. 
I, I don't know what a vaccine's for if it doesn't do all that. Then they told us that it uh, it saved people's lives, and I knew people was getting all the shots and dying and wearing the mask. So I'm, I'm saying that because it was on twofold. They could put pressure on that side and say, we don't have anything to do with it. That's hospitals and states. And then, on because the, they were doing, they were giving out all the money. On the flip side, with the social media, they did the same thing. So it was kind of twofold when it came to that, that one deal. Yeah, and, and this is the point, Luke. People can believe what they want, but this is a really critically important thing about a free society. You know, Joe Rogan had that doctor, that prominent doctor on, and he was saying these very things. He had a very different view, a contrary view to Fauci and on the Joe Rogan show, that Joe Rogan experience. And they wanted to knock Joe Rogan off the air for merely having a very prominent, well-established virologist doctor testify that a lot of the stuff our government's doing is just, it's, it's wrong, it's stupid. And in this country, we, it doesn't matter what people think or, or don't think. We, but the First Amendment can't mean anything if we're not allowed to express our position on what's called core political speech. COVID is core political speech. The election of a president is core political speech. We've got it. Does, people can then make up their own minds, but in the marketplace of ideas, and that's how the American First Amendment describes it in our Constitution. The Supreme Court has said it's a marketplace of ideas where there's a collision of ideas. And the best ideas rise, but you can't have the collision if you don't allow any dissenting voices. So th this is what's so dishonest about it. And you're right. The federal government can always say, yeah, you know what? We're not funding you. And Moon, you remember everything was getting called COVID to get COVID money to pay for it. Oh, no so, you know, some, somebody could walk into the emergency room with an arrow stuck through their brain and mm -hmm. the doctor might say, well, it looks like you're hurting because an arrow stuck through your head, but we're still going to call it COVID. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. I tell a story and I, I don't want to get somebody in trouble, but uh, I, I, I had a guy that was in one of these small towns that I live by down here in Lafayette came to me and said that uh, he worked a wreck. Okay, he worked a wreck, and the wreck was a single-car collision by a young man who was killed on the spot. So when he got there, you know, uh, the, the, the coroner had to still come. I don't know how to process, but it had to come. And they, they, they looked at the guy and said, don't move him yet. I got to test him. And he looked at him and said, test him for what? He's dead. He's dead. He, was, he hit a tree head on. He's dead. He come out the car. He's, he's dead. I said, no, no. This was orders of the Department of Health and, uh, and Bell Edwards. We had to test for COVID first. He said, you got to be joking. Yeah. No, I got to test for COVID. Cool. So what happens is that told me everything I needed to know about it. By the way, that ain't the only story. But that's one of the ones I've gotten from behind the scenes. And, man, this just blew my mind what they're doing because everything was COVID because it was money. And so that's and, why doctors, and, and then they the doctors that stood out were brave souls. Because there was a lot of doctors that said, look, I'm making my six and seven figure salary. This is what they want me to do. This is what they want me to say. So you would go see a doctor, and you might not get tested for anything, but you will go get tested for COVID if you went to a doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You go in there, you got toenail poison. You're going to get tested for COVID. <laughs> you break your ankle playing a baseball game. You got tested for COVID. That's just a fact. That's what happens. It, it, that's so true, Moon. And by doing it that way, the administration gets to keep saying, 
oh, there's so much COVID out there. We're doing all this COVID testing and, and these hospitals. And if you're going to hand somebody free money, they're going to jump through the hoop to get the free money. I mean, that's, you know, but, uh, it, and, and, it, but it wasn't just, it wasn't just um, coronavirus. It wasn't COVID alone. If you remember the, the Hunter Biden, Boone, yeah. can you hear me? Uh, you're good now. You, you kind of broke up a little bit, but you're good now. Okay. The, the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, the Hunter Biden, which the FBI, by the way, had for two years. But my point is the, the New York Post, and, and again, after the election, 19% of voters who voted for Joe Biden said they would not have voted for him had they known of the Hunter Biden laptop contents, the things that were on it. But the Twitter, Facebook, all, when the New York Post broke that story, all the major social media immediately shut it down. The three big networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, would not say a word about it. And with that being the case, the story never got out. And because on that laptop, Joe Biden himself is implicated, himself. Yeah. And once again, you know, keep in mind, Biden, Trump only lost the Electoral College in three states, three states by 4,000 votes. So to believe that 19% of the Biden voters would not have voted for him if they had known of the Hunter Biden laptop contents, Moon, that, Trump would, would be the president right now. So when you do things like this, you really are strangling the idea that we're a free country. The New York Post is one of the oldest and biggest news organizations in the world. And they had a credible, and since then, even the New York Times says that the story about the new the, the Hunter Biden laptop should have run. And I feel like saying, then why didn't y'all run it? Why didn't y'all run yeah, it? Let me, uh, but, let me take a break. I want to come back and touch one more subject dealing with this. And, and of course, it's election. Election results, free speech and election results as well. How they shut down a lot of that stuff as well. Anybody said anything, they shut them down. All righty. And what's scary is they ever go to crypto everybody everything's gonna be all done on the phone they'll be able to shut you down for everything one day that's kind of where we headed at roy alexander he's an attorney he's my special guest we'll take a break be right back don't forget my good friends at stein and that's one of those great louisiana companies all you have to do is go to steinhome.com steinhome.com and check out their big sale i have going on now they have the brochure on the website for you to go check out but they got everything on the website they got special financing for 12 months as well so if you're looking for a big deal you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature you need to go to steinhome.com wow they got all the big names waiting on you better brands right here at stein so check them out at steinhome.com they got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog a new 16 page catalog available in all the stores now Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your artist curbside. They got drive-through lumberyard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein, Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Folks, my friends at Schumacher Homes are committed to making the custom home building process as enjoyable and hassle-free as possible. They recently took home Gold, the National Association of Home Builders, for best virtual sales experience from their website. Hey, that means it was easy. People liked it and they love what they got into. Provides homeowners with the opportunity to customize their dream home all from the conference of their current home. How about that for service? Plus, it even features an online floor plan finder to help you find a perfect match for your needs. Schumacherhomes.com. 
SchumacherHomes.com. Go to the website. Website account area is free, and it's a great way to start exploring building your custom home. They're going to build it from start to finish. They're going to walk with you every step of the way. SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. If you want a custom home and you want it built right and you want to be proud of it, you owe it to yourself to go to SchumacherHomes.com. SchumacherHomes.com. I promise you, when you go there, it's going to be an experience like no other. SchumacherHomes.com. Let them build that custom home for you. Stay ready. Um. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. Matthew James, Tax and Wealth Management Hotline, 844-766-6607. By the way, real quick before I get back to Roy Alexander, and Brian, we need to do this. We lost a listener. Man. Uh, I used to be a caller. Yeah. Oh, he didn't call his program probably a year. It's been a little while, it, yeah. He's been calling. He used to call all the time. Larry from Carlfax. Man, that Larry. was one of my favorites, man. Yeah, I know was it hilarious. wasn't. Larry would call in and say, got to tell you about the money. Remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, he was really a cool guy, and he has passed away. Yeah. Uh, I've sent that to Brandon. Brandon said, man, I, he used to like, there's Larry from Carlfax. Man. Larry would be funny. Oh, he was I still, I'll never forget the time that, uh, someone that was representing uh, Edwards called you and was yeah, fussing at you about a story that you ran, and they were like, oh, that was an inaccurate story, blah, blah. And she, and she told you, next time make sure you check with me before you decide to run a story on the air. To which you got upset, which was hilarious. But then Larry called right well, after that. I ain't calling you anybody yeah. else to talk about what I want to talk about. Larry calls, he goes, you ain't got to tell her a damn thing. <laughs> it was just, I was like, man, I lost it when he did that. It was hilarious. That was, that was a good dude. He just, was, I, man. I hated, I hated that we lost him. And, yeah. Uh, all of us will go one day, but uh, I'm, I'm, uh, his family reached out. A good friend of his reached out and told us. So we're sorry to hear that. Larry and call back. Yeah. All right, let's go back to Royal Alexander talking about free speech. And t- hey, Royal, uh, the other thing you mentioned in here was about, about elections. And uh, things of that nature. So on the free speech and elections, I guess they were they were shooting down anything anybody said about the elections during the, when Trump had uh, quote got beat. That's right, the, absolutely. And the, but the main thing is, had that story broke about Hunter Biden's laptop in the way that we know it would, if it were Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr., Don Trump Jr. I mean, people would have been screaming to high heaven, but they knew that this would damage Joe Biden, that, that they hate Trump so much. And so, the, again, the New York Post is not a, a new kind of news source. It's it's one of the oldest in the world, including one of the oldest in the United States. When it circulated the story, which was well vetted, well corroborated news the way news is supposed to be they wouldn't allow it to be circulated twitter wouldn't and none of the other major social media platforms and none of the major so-called mainstream media people so the american people didn't know about the hunter biden laptop and as i say 19 percent of the people when polled afterwards said they wouldn't have voted for joe biden had they known of the hunter biden laptop but and and, and i guarantee you that would have changed the election because trump only lost it in three swing states by 44,000 votes. And, I'm, we, you know, we do the Electoral College. We don't do the, the national vote. I'm talking about 44,000 votes would have swung the Electoral College to Trump. And I, I, I just, I can't guarantee you because, you know, I can't see the future or the past. But if, if the Hunter Biden laptop, it, it's so scandalous what's on that laptop. 
it's, you know, they implicate the big guy. He talks about, yeah, 10%'s got to go to the big, t- big guy. Hunter Biden types on his laptop, meaning Biden himself. But by not allowing that story to break, you know, so we have him for president. You've changed the trajectory of history because Biden and Trump are two very different people. Yeah. The United States would do, it's, it's so dishonest. You know, it's, it's so dishonest. But when the government can't do it itself, because the First Amendment definitely says no to that. So what the government tries to do is pressure social media by saying, y'all need to stop doing this. Y'all need to quit letting other information come out. We want one storyline. See, that's, pre, that's pre-approved speech there, Moon. That's yeah. groupthink. George Orwell would call that groupthink. You know, it's regulated by the thought police. And it's got to be what the administration wants the truth to be because they needed a certain political narrative. But this is what I hope the American people have learned, that not only can we not trust the national media itself, but these social media, I mean, here's another example. When Kyle Rittenhouse, that young man who was involved in one of those summer of 2020 riots, um, and he shot and killed those two people, they wouldn't even allow him to put on, on Facebook that he was a GoFundMe, that he had a GoFundMe account to please help him. He needed it for his defense. And Facebook wouldn't even allow that mention of that to be on Facebook. So it's just, it's so, it's so dishonest. And we just have to recognize how dishonest it is. And this is my last point, Moon. You know, these are supposed to be private corporations and private corporations are not supposed to be touched by the first amendment in the way that obviously a governmental entity is like a public school. Mm-hmm. But these, but Facebook and Twitter are so huge today. And from what's called section 230 of the communications um, act of 1996, and that gave them immunity from suit. So if I say something about moon on Facebook, moon can sue Royal but Moon cannot sue Facebook. That's the protection they have. And they were given it by the government to be wholesalers of all information, not just selected information, not just liberal, not just leftist, not woke, but all speech. Social media, they've become like editors. And so I think that federal exemption they have should be taken from them and they should be able to be sued they should just participate in the marketplace by the way the reason they're not able to be sued is the federal government and and including the Biden administration the democrat who own a bureaucracy now they don't want them sued because they're the ones that use them they're the ones that that's exactly right the hammer on them and so by the way all these companies you're talking about they're the founders and the people that started the company people at the top uh billionaires and multi-millionaires and let me tell you something put a dollar in front of an immoral person they don't care what the what the cause is they'll do it that's exactly right and i just i hope the american people continue to believe you have to almost verify something personally yourself to believe it because if there's a way to manipulate it around which is why people like my brother are fighting so hard about election integrity in louisiana because if there's any chance something can be hacked, and the only way there's no chance, if you have paper ballots. Yep. But it's I got to all- go, brother. Look, I got to go because of time. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do it again. We'll take a break. Be right back. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private 
fishing lease, and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. You know that Acadiana Security Plus is the best local choice for commercial security. But did you also know they are ranked nationally as a top 100 integrator? Acadiana Security Plus is your one-step technology partner, offering integrated intrusion and access control, state-of-the-art cameras with video verification, and mass notification. Their app gives you control from anywhere, so your business is always safe and secure. Call Acadiana Security Plus today at 839-1880. That's 839-1880. Or visit getaspnow.com. Louisiana is unique. The food, the festivals, even the bugs. It's termite season. Did you know termites are responsible for over $1 billion worth of damage in Louisiana alone? For over 60 years, J&J Exterminating has been shielding homes and businesses. 100% guaranteed against termites, pests, and mosquitoes. Louisiana-owned, customer-focused. J&J Exterminating. Call them today, make pests go away. J&J Exterminating. Get the shield. Yeah. When you think about how you spend your money in retirement, what comes to mind? Probably travel, sunny beaches, and spoiling your grandchildren. But a recent survey found that over 30% of every dollar a retiree spends goes to taxes. Baby boomers were told for years to save money in their IRAs and 401ks and pay taxes later. Well, now that day has arrived, and boomers are shocked to see a third of their money going back to Uncle Sam. John Blanchett and the Matthew James Financial Group can help. What if you could protect all or most of your retirement wealth from future tax rate increases, achieve a zero or near zero effective tax rate for most of your retirement years? Find out more. 337-366-8366. Isn't it time you got a second opinion on your wealth and retirement outlook? Learn how you could potentially kick the IRS out of your IRA. 337-366-8366 and online at Matthew-James.com. If you're hiring. This hour of the Moon Graffon Show is brought to you by Matthew James Tax and Wealth Management. Online at MatthewJames.com. You're listening to the best of the Moon Graffon Show. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Graffon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James Tax Wealth Management Hotline. If you'd like to be part of the program, your opportunity to be a voice. All right. Governor's Race. Scott McKay joins us from the Hayride. Now, you know, Scott, there's a, also some intriguing races starting to develop on the, on the downside of it because of, uh, you know, Dolan's out and now they got a couple of Republicans challenging Kyle Ondwan. And so you, you, you know, the, uh, the attorney general's race is going to be interesting, but, but before we get to any side items, uh, the governor's race, uh, five Republicans, one Democrat and one independent. And I'm just going to get you take, I know you did a story on the latest poll. I'm not a big poll guy, but I know polls make stories. Well, they do. And this early, you know, we kind of stuck talking about polls because it's really it's polls and it's fundraising and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, And in Louisiana, for whatever reason, we don't do big, you know, Donald Trump rallies with 20,000 people showing up. And like, I think that maybe was a thing, you know, whatever, 50 years ago. But nobody really does that anymore. Um, So it's hard to, to really gauge the level of you know, excitement and, and audience that, that some of these guys are getting other than, you know, how much money they're raising and what a poll does. Um, but having said that, I think this poll that, and it wasn't even a governor's race poll, it was a poll 
that John Cuvion did for, I guess, John Belton. He did. He did. Who is the uh, black, not a Democrat. He's like a black independent, independent who's right. running for attorney general. But he's got all his support is coming from uh, Democrats. Uh, and he's, you know, he's in the lead in the attorney general's race with 13%. But what's really in the lead is, you know, undecideds, which is, I don't know, 58, 60% of the vote or something. 66 um, but anyway, something like that. It was big. Yeah. So, you know, so in other words, that race hadn't started at all, Correct. but, um, but he, you know, he asked the governor's race question and what he came up with was, you know, Sean Wilson at 29, Jeff Landry at 28. Uh, and I, I guess he had Garrett Graves still in the race at 12, which you can more or less kind of plug Stephen Waggis back in for Garrett Graves. And, and the dynamics of it are, you know, kind of what you and I talked about last time I was on, right? Which is, you know, Sean Wilson's got a block of votes that he's not going to lose uh, because he's going to get the black vote and he's going to get, you know, the white leftists which is not much, but added to the black vote probably gets you close to 35%. And then, you know, Landry's probably sitting around 30. And to to get into the runoff means you practically have to run the table with everybody else. And it's really, really hard to do um, because there's multiple people going to be competing in that lane now. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how it can be done unless one of the two front runners, you know, stubs his toe or runs into some kind of scandal that, that destroys his campaign, which, you know, uh, I don't know that you could count on that. Yeah. So yeah, no doubt. I know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's intriguing. And I do agree with you when it, polls make news and it made news. And let me tell you something, I may not care for them right now. I'm not talking about this poll. I'm just talking about any poll. But it makes news, and people take pay attention. And and you know yourself, you've been here a long time. People will look at a poll, and as you get closer, they go, "Well, so and so ain't got a chance. I'm I'm not voting for him. I'm gonna vote for him." And they start moving. Some people start moving toward the candidate they think's got the best chance. So that's where polls upset me. But it's also what people do, because they're not following every word like you are, or maybe me. Right. Well, and early in the race, you know, it, 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 I mean, they can shape people's thinking because, yep. you know, you look at these polls and you see, you know, all right, well, what is realistic in this race and what's not? Um, and right now, I mean, you know, Landry and Wilson look realistic and some of these other ones don't, which is not to say that somebody can't go out there and, and you know, make a lot of hay. Like when Ted Cruz first ran for the U.S. Senate, the first round of polls, he was at 1%. Um, but he just, you know, his campaign was so good and his message was so good that he ended up knocking out some, you know, people in that race that everybody thought were the real front runners. And a lot of them even dropped out because, I mean, Cruz was just completely running rings around him. You know, can Wags do that? Can Richard Nelson do that? Can Hunter Lundy do that? Or Schroeder or, uh, you know, Sharon Hewitt? I mean, it's way too early to know. Um, but what we do know is the size of the challenge that they have. Yeah, the uh, I go back to the Mike Foster race. Uh, Mike, now Mike had a lot of money, so let's remember they had a lot of money. It's not like he didn't have any money, and he put a lot of his own money in it. But he was a little uh, senator from the Franklin area, I believe, and mm-hmm. he started writing letters and letters to the editor and getting stuff published and putting stuff out there and telling people what he thought. And he started getting on radio programs, and and then when he changed the Republican, his numbers shot up, and all of a sudden. He's the guy with the name, and he's the guy with the money.
But money plays into this, no doubt about it, to get the name recognition that you need. Yeah, well, you, you got to get a message out. And, and we don't have, um, other than what I would call alternative media, like your show, my website, and so forth, you know, we don't have uh, a state media in Louisiana that uh, is conducive to people getting a message out. Right. I mean, the, 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 the advocate does what they do and, and they're not particularly interested in informing the public. I don't think, and they I don't, don't think want, you, don't I think you truth, probably agree hey, with me. No, I agree. Yeah. With you. And truth the TV stations in, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the TV stations in this state, I mean, you know, when they cover politics, it's in 42nd segments for the most part. So it's just, you're just not going to get a ton of, of earned media exposure unless you get really good at things like social media and, and, and all that. And that's not really even a thing in Louisiana either. So, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's about raising money and buying TV ads and radio ads and stuff like that to try to get a message out. Um, and you know, you do, you, there's, you got to go get the donors. And the interesting thing about that is we don't really even have small donors in Louisiana. You go and you get, there's a, a pool of max out donors that you go get um, and you go catch your $5,000 check from each of those and you put a pack together so you can get more of their money. Um, and that's how you do it, um, which I think a lot of other states are probably similar. But Louisiana is like an extreme case on this because it's very hard uh, at a statewide level to run an insurgent uh, candidacy. I mean, it's just really hard here. I told our audience the other day that, uh, and I'm not going to get to go back and go over the whole thing, but I just said that if you look at the Republicans, and I don't care what order they come in, I don't care who you think's leading, forget all that. They got Republicans. That here's the thing they better be careful with, and I'm going back probably to Vitter more than I am with responding to them. If you're not careful, there's only one spot up for grabs, and you would agree with that. Wilson's going to walk in a runoff. Okay, yep. but you can't let Wilson walk in a runoff. He's already said, I love Edwards. Uh, I love Edwards. I'm an Edwards guy. I want to do what Edwards did. And uh, so we know he's an Edwards guy. And all five of these people better be concentrating on how bad Edwards was. They better be concentrating on how bad Wilson's going to be. I call him Sean Pothole Wilson. You, you, you better concentrate on this guy <laughs> because what happened last time is, remember, we don't have closed primaries. We got 30 days when, when we, get, we know who's in the runoff, and one's going to be Wilson. And if you got these five Republicans not willing to back each other wholeheartedly for the person that's going to run against Wilson, there is a chance, and I don't care how slim it is, that Wilson could win because what happens is if you beat up on the front runner, whoever you think that is, and you beat on him and beat on him, and you got 30 days to correct it, it's too late at that point. And what happens is Wilson's going to get his vote. He's going to get a record number of probably – black votes and some of these university professors and young people. And then if the Republicans aren't careful, they run away a lot of their voters who won't vote for a Democrat, but they're not voting for candidate A. It's very scary to me that we could see something like that again. I pray not. Well, I, I think he's going to have a, a lower ceiling of, uh, of support that he can get than John Bell did. And I think the fact that we've just gone through eight years of John Bell probably makes it less of a risk that that can happen. But, you know, any politician worth his salt will tell you, you run as though you're 10 points behind. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's better not to do the kind of political malpractice things that have been done over the last couple of gubernatorial cycles in Louisiana. Yep. Um, so I think that, you know, the warning, you know, even if you look at the numbers and go, nah, it's not going to happen. Let's not be in the habit of eating our own to such an extent that, uh, you know, whoever gets into the runoff is limping in, yeah. uh, you know, battered and bruised because of the, their fellow Republicans chewing them to pieces. That's all I was and saying. And that, that, I hope, is a big, big, big piece that this race is different than the last Wait, two, for sure. I think they need to run hard against Edwards and what he hasn't done and how he's hurt the state. That would be a better run. And then what are you going to do to fix it? Those things, I think, would appeal to people. But if it's beat up the guy ahead, uh, that's not a good result. And I give Wilson very little chance to win, but that's the scenario that can do it. Let me take a break. Scott McKay of the Hayride sure. will come back and talk a little bit more about the governor's race. Anything he sees in a down race is going to be interesting. You're listening to the Moon Graffon Show, the easy listening sounds of the Moon Graffon Show. Have you heard about stockapond.com? Are you looking to get in a private bass and brim fishing lease? Or maybe fish stocking for your private lake or pond? Then Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery has what you are looking for in business for over 30 years. Shepherd's Acadiana Fish Hatchery offers the best private fishing lease and fish for stocking lakes and ponds in Louisiana. You can visit that website at stockapond.com. That's stockapond.com. Don't forget it, stockapond.com. Oh, Shucks, you've been hearing me brag about Shucks. been going there for many, many years. Shucks does a great job. If you like seafood, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. I'm telling you right now, there's shrimp, there's oysters, there's fish, all fresh every day right off the boat. So if you want something fresh and you want fresh seafood, you got to go to Shucks. Don't forget, if you're having a party, call Shucks. Let them cater the event for you. Or you can go pick it up. Shucks, they're waiting on you. If you want a great time and you want great food, you got to go to Shucks in Abbeville. Shucks, oh, they're good. Line One is a business telecom provider. Line One specializes in cloud-based communication with superior customer service. If you're frustrated with phone bills you can't understand, endless hold time to customer support, and phone system that is not meeting your needs, then you need to go to Line.One and schedule a free consultation to advance your business phone system. Line one, technology with a human touch. Go to line.one and tell them Moon sent you. Again, that is line.one. Sean Pine Smart. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Moon Show. Great to have you with us. 844-766-6607. Matthew James, Tax Wealth Management Hotline. Scott McKay. Of course, you can check him out at the Hayride and uh, get all the latest and greatest in news and information that you can use around the great state of Louisiana and other states as well. Uh, I'll say, okay, Scott, so I was, I was just kind of mulling you know, over what, what, what can happen. And the only reason I brought up that scenario was I just I don't believe in letting somebody get a free ride when they when they attaching themselves to seven and a half, almost, it's going to be eight years of hell that, that this state is hurting because of what this governor's done. And I think you've got to be able to point out how bad it's been and what needs to change. And that's why I said they, they have to focus on some of this, and including Wilson. I don't think you let the guy walk in. You know, this is my thing. Sean Wilson launches his political, you know, his gubernatorial campaign, and he starts talking, oh, we need a governor that builds bridges. Mm -hmm. And my question is, what bridges has you have he uh, has he built? <laughs> I can't think of a single bridge that this guy in seven and a half years has started and finished. 
And I mean, that includes the flyover ramps from I-10 to the airport in New Orleans. That, that you know, that the, the, the airport went live in 2019, and he still hasn't finished the flyover ramps from the exit. Um, and he's talking about building bridges, and I'm like, I don't know what bridges you've even built. You've talked about building bridges. Uh, maybe they finished a couple bridges that were got started with you know when Jindal was governor, but they haven't in seven and a half years. I don't know that there's a single major bridge in the state that they started and finished during Sean Wilson's tenure. And so that to me. You don't fix the problems of John Bell Edwards' administration by taking one of his least efficient bureaucrats and giving him the job. Um, and and this, look, this needs to be said because everybody I think that you talk to understands that Louisiana's public sector is utterly dysfunctional, needs major change and reform, um, and and has gotten far worse over the last seven or eight years. You don't have to be a, a Bobby Jindal apologist to realize that you know we were complaining about things under Jindal. And, uh, you know, I mean, not to say, oh, I'd have Bobby Jindal back in a second, but if those are my only choices, I would have him back I in said, a second. I, I, I and said, I'm not a Jindal fan. No, I said, uh, I said it many times. Uh, as much as I got on Jindal and nobody got on him more than me, I, I thought he was a lot better governor than this. I really did. I mean, I, I don't I mean, I, I do we can either. I don't even see. Good. I, I, you know, uh, Stephen Wagespach is probably the one that would do this more than anybody else. But you, you, know, you go get the memes of you know pictures of Bobby Jindal and with the "Miss Me Yet" thing on him, like they used to do with George W. Bush. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and the answer is not really, but you know, we would like to have somebody different than this, you know, hillbilly uh, uh, dictator we got now that that has destroyed the state's economy and is. Uh, you know, a, a, a kind of uh, slow encroaching wokeness all over the public sector is oh, yeah. is ruining our universities. I mean, we could just go down the list. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a couple things that I want to kind of amplify what you said. Number one is things are so bad in Louisiana that it, they ha it has to be said how bad they are in this campaign. Okay, and and really, what that is is you're now having a political campaign about issues and governmental performance, and not a popularity contest, which we desperately, desperately need to, you know, make the norm in Louisiana politics. We don't do gubernatorial campaigns on issues, like we don't do that at all. I mean, you know, Vitter runs against John Bell, and it's about hookers. Right. Yeah. And Eddie Rispone runs against John Bell. And, and it was about, you know, Eddie insulted the military when he talked about how John Bell was a trial lawyer. And I mean, it was, we didn't have we've gone to two gubernatorial elections. Nobody's talking about issues. Nobody talked about anything in 2011 because there was no gubernatorial campaign to speak of. I mean, we're talking about more than a decade since anybody's really debated the you know, the issues of the day at the top of the ticket in Louisiana. So we desperately have to have that. And the other thing is, it would be nice for Republicans to get into positive political habits rather than, hey, let's tear each other down in front of a Democrat candidate that's going to benefit. Yeah, uh, well, that's why I brought that up. It's just, just that yeah. simple. Because I, and I think you're right on the money. When are we going to get the issues that mean something to the families of Louisiana? I'm reading, uh, without mentioning a name, I don't know him, Guy running for the state senate, 
Now, everybody wants to say, well, Scott and Moon, they're just negative, and I ain't got a negative bone in my body. I'm realistic, very real that we need to change something. So the guy writes, Louisiana's in trouble. People are leaving in droves. Economy's stagnant at best. Infrastructure is lagging. Infrastructure. Ain't that what Sean Wilson was ahead? Crime is skyrocketing. <clears throat> if you want to create a pipeline to prosperity, let's change the bloodline at Baton Rouge. I'm running to take a stand. In other words, everybody's agreeing to what I say or you say that we got a problem. We need to fix it. And it's not us being mean. It's us being honest. We need an honest assessment of where we are in a vision. Okay, I, I saw what an advocate wrote the other day about the, the, they, I think it was maybe at lobby in the four governor candidates came up, and nobody's given a vision. And I'm asking the advocate, when did Bell Edwards give us a vision? Medicaid increase, federal money, and raise taxes. What kind of vision was that? But they didn't say nothing about well, him because I, that was their guy. Well, what I would, what I would uh, put as a caveat, and of course, I mean, obviously I want to see a vision, and I want to see a, a reform plan, and I want people to, to running for governor to prove that their agents have changed and all of that kind of stuff. But... You know, I, there there should be a caveat because when Vitter ran in 15, he put out a 50-page reform plan that was the most aggressive thing anybody had ever seen, okay? And, I mean, that plan broke every rice bowl of every special interest that plies their trade at the Capitol. And all of their people, they were looking through it. I love this, love this, love this. Oh, here's a deal breaker. And, you know, that was how Gumbo Pack got all that money to run those ads about hookers was because the status quo people saw that their situation, whether it was the nursing home folks or the riverboat pilots or whoever it might have been, uh, and these were all people that gave Vitter money early when they thought he was inevitable. But once there was a crack in the armor, they said, you know what, we're going to keep this guy from busting up the stuff that we got going on. And so the, the lesson of this is have a vision. But, you know, I, when they start asking you for specifics, you shut up. Because when you start talking about the specific stuff, that's when you make enemies. So well, I, I won't argue with uh, that, but you got to have a vision of, of something like businesses and jobs. That ought to be pretty simple. That ought to be pretty yeah, simple. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think you talk about, I mean, certainly we need an overhaul of the tax uh, 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 code in the state. I think you need a regulatory overhaul. Uh, I think, you know, I, the smart play would be to run on very aggressive school choice, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, crime, I mean, you know, uh, down to the point of like, hey, let's staff up the state police and send them into the cities to beef up the local law enforcement and all of that. That's what I'm saying. You could take three or four big issues and then go with it yeah. and hammer it down. And that's pretty much what you're saying. Yeah, we all should right. see that. All right. Scott McKay, thank you, sir. We'll do it again another time. Thank you, Moon. All right. We got to take a break, folks. Uh, rest of you, some of you leaving us. A lot of you leaving us. But you can check us out, moongraphon.com. Listen live, hour number three. God bless. Have an awesome day.
Don't forget my Christmas. Stein, and that's one of those great Louisiana companies. All you have to do is go to Steinhome.com. Steinhome.com and check out their big sale I have going on now. They have the brochure on the website for you to go check out, but they got everything on the website. They got special financing for 12 months as well. So if you're looking for a big deal, you're one of those people that are looking for something in the garden area, lawnmowers or flowers or things of that nature, you need to go to steinhome.com. Wow, they got all the big names waiting on you. Better brands right here at Stein. So check them out at steinhome.com. They got a 2023 outdoor power equipment catalog, a new 16-page catalog available in all the stores now. Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Listen to me. Pick up your orders curbside. They got drive through lumber yard. Stein is that great Louisiana company I've been bragging about for many, many years. And you can order online and go pick it up. Choose the better bucket. Our friends at Stein. Steinhome.com, Steinhome.com. Can you imagine? News Talk, 96.5, KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette, a town square media station. Broadcasting from the Matthew James Financial Studio. Vision over charges. I'm Rich Dennison, Fox News. A new poll finds that Americans remain divided over criminal charges filed against former President Trump. The Reuters Ipsos poll found that 49% of Americans think it was right for prosecutors to pursue a criminal case against former President Trump. It also underscores the political divide in the country, with 84% of Democrats and 16% of Republicans saying the charges were merited. The survey was conducted Wednesday and Thursday this week, following the former president's indictment on on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in New York City. The poll also found that 40% of Republicans say the case makes them more likely to vote for the former president in 2024. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. ProPublica is reporting that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has for more than two decades accepted luxury trips nearly every year from Republican megadonor Harlan Crow without reporting them on financial disclosure forms. The organization says a 2019 trip to Indonesia could have cost more than a half million dollars had Thomas chartered the plane and yacht himself. Thomas releasing a statement today saying he's always sought to comply with disclosure guidelines and was told Crow's hospitality was not reportable. The latest Labor Department report showing strong job recreation and low unemployment. With the Labor Department reporting 236,000 new jobs created in the month, leisure and hospitality and health care were among employers leading job growth. The unemployment rate declined to 3.5% from 3.6%. That could reflect more people working or looking for work. The labor force participation rate increased to 62.6%. Fox's Ginny Casola. The Defense Department says it's investigating reports that leaked documents showing U.S. and NATO Ukraine war plans have been shared on both Twitter and Telegram, a social media channel widely available in Russia. America's listening to Fox News. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info was all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here.
Spring is here, and it's time to add some life to your wardrobe with Untuck It. Untuck It shirts are designed to be worn untucked, so you look your best, even at your most casual. From iconic button-downs starting at just $55 to wrinkle-resistant linen shirts, printed polos, and brushed cotton tees, there's something for everyone. But Untuck It isn't just about shirts. They also offer a wide range of pants and shorts to complete your look. Visit UntuckIt.com or stop by one of 80-plus stores to find the perfect fit for your spring work. Your 20 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Your news update is brought to you by Home Furniture Plus Bedding. They have over 40,000 furniture and mattress choices in stock. Take a look at homefern.com. It's time to win cash. Get your KPL News apps ready because here's your chance to win up to $30,000. Just enter the following code into your KPL News app where it says win cash and make sure you listen for more codes throughout the day because the more codes you enter, the better your chances. Here is your next code. Your code for this hour is 455. That's 455. Win cash brought to you by Matthew James Financial. Wants you to be a winner here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.